Welcome to the Marketing is Everywhere podcast, where I highlight great marketing that I run across in my day-to-day life as a dad, music fan, beer drinker, and in today's case, food lover. Today we're talking about brand extension, getting beyond that first product to grow your revenue and some successes and failures in the world of food. Brand extension's hard. By brand extension, I don't mean just adding a second or third product or offering to your business that's an obvious choice. I mean venturing into territory that is a little bit different than what you're already known for. On the one hand, it creates an opportunity to increase your revenue by selling more to your existing customers. On the other hand, you may be risking whatever goodwill or brand equity you've developed in the minds of your customers by trying to sell them something they don't want or at least that they don't want from you. Unfortunately, when this is done poorly, it can lead to confusion or even sink a business completely. When we moved to Arlington, Mass, just outside of Cambridge, back in the early 2000s, Bagels by Us was a staple in the community. Located right in the center of town, they were the only real bagel shop around, and were extremely popular with a bagels-to-go window and a sit-down diner where they served other breakfast basics like pancakes, french toast, and egg dishes. In fact, they brought in the dough from New York City's famous H&H bagels and baked it locally to provide, quote, fresh New York bagels. Needless to say, we went there a lot. If you read the Yelp and TripAdvisor reviews, you can see that everyone loved their bagels and breakfast sandwiches. But the diner side of the business, unfortunately, it was really bringing it down. Here's a review from TripAdvisor. While the bagels to go here are very good, they're essentially H&H bagels from New York City, Their restaurant's awful. Having grown up in New York, I love a good breakfast place. Since the bagels were good, I had high expectations here. What can I say? Forget this place. We went the other morning. Dirty dishes covered many of the tables, while the two waitresses giggled and gossiped by the coffee stand. After 10 minutes, we got a menu. It took another 10 minutes to get coffee. Then breakfast itself was lousy. My over-easy eggs were runny, the home fries were mostly uncooked, and the bacon was undercooked. Here's another. We grabbed bagels to go here before and decided to eat inside while we were running errands. The food's really good. The bagels are tasty, the prices are reasonable, and there are so many flavors of cream cheese. This time I ordered bacon, egg, and cheese on a croissant. Oh my god, it was fabulous. The service, well, it could use some work. The woman who gave us our menus and took our drink orders then told us that someone else would be coming by to get our food orders, even though we were ready to order. Then she sat down at the table next to us to talk to the gentleman there. I think it's great that they know the regulars, but we had to wait several minutes for another waitress to come and take our food order, which was a real disappointment. To be honest, we had similar experiences there and generally just went for the takeout, eating our bagels in the comfort of our own home, which made it a really curious decision when they expanded the diner's hours and menu to serve a wider array of items that went beyond even breakfast food. At the time, I remember making lots of peach pit after dark jokes from when the diner on Beverly Hills 90210 turned into a club for all the kids at night. I also remember thinking, why are they leaning into the part of the business that is not what makes them popular? Sadly, a couple years later, the diner at Bagels by Us was gone. Now, I don't know the economics of their business, so everything I'm going to say is just an outsider's opinion. But from my point of view, every step they took beyond the core of their business, every brand extension, first into a sit-down breakfast experience and second into a lunch restaurant, damaged their brand. What started as, 
I love their bagels, let's try their breakfast, turned into, I love their bagels, but their service is questionable and I can get better lunch elsewhere. That's hard to recover from, and sadly, they couldn't. That's the risk of brand extension. Now let's look at the upside of brand extension with the festivals brought to you by the Phantom Gourmet. If you don't live in New England, you might not know about the Phantom Gourmet TV show, but for many, it's been a part of our lives for 20 plus years as the most accessible food show around. And it's been around a lot longer than Guy Fieri and his bleach spiked hair. The show was originally based on a simple premise. Food reviewers are not getting the normal dining experience that you or I would. So instead, they send an unknown reviewer into experience a restaurant and provide a score and commentary that would be used on the show. In addition, they didn't focus only on high-end dining. They focused on normal restaurants for normal people basically covering everything from gourmet French restaurants to a food cart on the side of the road. While the show's evolved over the years to be more of a celebration of food rather than offering reviews, it always stuck to its core of bringing food information to the masses. Early on in the history of the show, they decided to create the first Phantom Gourmet Food Festival, bringing many of their favorite restaurants from the show into a single place and making it easier for people to access them in one centralized location and sample their food. Whether you're into steak and cheese subs, pizza, sausages, or even the famous holy cannolis, you can sample them as part of your admission to the event. Mmm, holy cannolis. And it works. The annual festival sells out every year and has expanded into a huge social event for the 21 plus crowd that includes access to the bars on Lansdowne Street just behind Fenway Park where the event is currently held. There are a few reasons that this really works. First, it's a very natural extension for the existing audience of the show. By taking the food that people see on TV and bringing it to that central location in real life, the viewer gets to experience some of what they're seeing every week without having to drive all over New England. Second, it sticks to the core value proposition of the show. This is not a fine dining festival. It's a celebration of delicious regular food that's fun to eat with friends. Third, it's a win for the food vendors. The food festival lets thousands of people try their food that would be unlikely to make the trek having not tasted it before. Fourth, it's a natural cross-promotion. Because the Phantom has a big audience already, they can promote the festival without needing to spend lots of additional money to get in front of the right people. And lastly, the personalities from the show embrace the festivals. Dan and Dave Andelman, the two most noteworthy figures on the show, are front and center at the Food Fest and readily available for selfies and the like as the day goes on. Beyond the original festival, the Phantom has extended their brand even further to run beer festivals, country and barbecue festivals, and their wine festival, which now seems to be the second most popular event, still sticking to the roots with their tagline, wine snubs need not apply. And while I'm sure that not every festival they have run has been a wild success, the concept has definitely expanded what the Phantom Gourmet is known for. So what are the takeaways for marketers trying to expand their brand? First, listen to your customers and what they really want. Are you introducing things that they already have and love from someone else? Or are you giving them something they're craving to get from you? Second, understand what your goals are before you invest. Are you trying to bring in new customers, some more to existing customers, something else? Every strategy needs a clear goal to know whether it's worth doing. Finally, don't be afraid to dump an idea that isn't working. If Bagels by Us had closed the diner, maybe they would still be in business. While I talked about the Phantom Gourmet Food Festivals, 
Many other ideas have come and gone that didn't work out. It's important to know when to punt on something that's costing you money and brand equity. Well, that's all for this episode of the Marketing is Everywhere podcast. Now I'll be introducing my new line of t-shirts. Is that extending the brand too far? Anyway, if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend or rate and review the show. I'd be eternally grateful. Full disclosure, I am friends with the current host of The Phantom Gourmet. I once appeared on the show as a fast food expert. I stand by every word I say. Well, thanks for listening and please send me feedback or great marketing at joshmendelson13 at gmail.com.